0: have reached the 10th chapter of Coleman on purpose I know it seems like oh this is not like a big accomplishment but for me it is uh, especially with a podcast and me doing it by myself it has caused me to be consistent I made a goal for myself to release two chapters per month and I've done that consistently since April and I'm very proud of myself because they always say that podcasts sometimes can't last beyond 10 chapters because you can't keep going I was listening to someone talk about this recently and so I'm, I'm very very excited and happy that I've been able to you know remain consistent even though sometimes I didn't feel like just doing it um, but I know it's for a purpose that's why I named the podcast what it is Coleman on purpose because it does have a purpose and no matter how much I overthink it or you know think about oh this is that and that is that and Just trying to make excuses for why, you know, I don't feel like it's the best it can be. It's always very encouraging to get those very few people that will reach out sometimes and say, oh, I listen to your podcast. Oh, I really enjoyed that. Oh, yeah, I'm going to check that out. It makes a a whole lot of difference for me. So I thank you all that have been consistently listening to the podcast and maybe even spreading the word so someone else can listen. I'm really excited. And I'll tell you after we're done with this segment today, why I'm so excited uh, about what's to come with this podcast. But we are going to get into today's chapter and it is called Let's Talk About Sex. And it's exactly what it says. Let's talk about sex. And though I may not have gone as in-depth as I wanted to Which I plan on doing Because I'm going to have a guest come on with uh, here with me Within the next uh, few months um, To kind of recap what we were talking about And maybe get a little bit more into depth um, But this episode I really wanted to kind of Go in, so I did make this one uh, explicit because I'm talking about some things I don't really go that deep in. So, but I just wanted to make sure, like, if any children or anything is listening to it, you know, this is not the episode for them. Um, this kind of is still about my journey through life with the topic of sex, but it gets into a little bit more depth of you know why I am the way I am when it comes to that subject. I hope you got your listening ears ready because we are about to get into some things. Here's, let's talk about sex. All right, it is time for my truth and we have finally come to this my truth which I have been pushing like back. I kept pushing it back. This was like supposed to be like the fifth, I think like the fifth chapter and like we're already on like 10. So, (laughs) this episode, I was so, I like, I'm like, my face right now is just like, let's get this done. This is my, let's talk about sex, my truth. And even when I say sex, it's so, I don't know why it is so awkward for me to like, talk about it out loud. It's always been something very secretive for me. Like, it's nothing that's just been out there. So, before I even begin this, my truth Here is my disclaimer, so if you are a family member, if you are a youngin', um, this is my experience. Family members, if you don't want to know the deal with sex life back in the day or whatever, I suggest tune out for this episode and come back on chapter 11. If you are a youngin', you're too young for this, let's exit out of here and let's continue but this is my experience I want to push the boundaries of my shyness and begin to explore outside of what has always been kind of taboo in my community and not even my community like just in the faith in my faith in my in who I am and what I am and so I'm breaking down these barriers of these walls so that I can move past and get away from any type of insecurity that I have on certain things where, no, it's not taboo. No, you don't have to be quiet. And yes, is this is something that's helping me through, you know, therapy and different things like this, because this is a huge part of it. And I'm going to explain why in here, because I am somewhat innocent when it comes to the matters of sex in general it's something that i i i don't discuss in public it's just you just don't it's something you you secretively do yeah you don't really you don't discuss it and i came across a a page of a pastor um he's kind of i don't know if he's in hot water right now um but mike todd uh had a whole series on sex and although you know there were some things in there that i was like okay Okay, I don't agree with every single thing in there. There were very there were really good things that you could pull from there. You could pull, you know, the real meat of the sermon. Like my my pastor says, uh, eat the meat and spit out, spit out the bones. And I was glad that he kind of broke that barrier because even though we had like talked about sex in like youth group and church and different things like that, it wasn't as in depth as how he put it. But in this day and age we live in, it's so much different now. I'm glad that he was actually able to to touch on it. Um, so I basically know little things here and there. I've never sat down. I never took a a sex ed class in in school at all, and I'm going to tell you why in just a second. So anything that I've learned has come from experience. Um, I had a very Uh, protective cover around me as a child which rightfully so that's what my parents knew how to do and they did it and I'm still who I am today and I'm I'm grateful for that but there was a a shield that was there and so I'm going to tell you a quick story when I was in the second grade and I've told this story before in one of my uh, my past projects um, I did not take sex education in school I was in the second grade I can remember to this day Um, It was something that my parents or my father at the time did not feel like I was ready to talk about that stuff in the second grade. It was too early. So I remember them sending consent forms home from the school. It was a Christian school, a central Christian school. So I'm sure they weren't going to go into anything crazy at the time, but. My father did not sign that thing. He was like, no, the school is not teaching my child about, you know, sex and the things of it. And um, I was the only person in the class that had to sit outside in the hallway. Like, they didn't even give me anything productive to do at the school. Let me tell you, they didn't even give me anything productive to do. I had to go and sit in the hallway. I think they gave me a book or something. Like, I had to work on a, something. Out. Just I just had to sit out there while they were all watching the videos on sex and the the man's body part the woman's body part all of those different things that were placed uh within there as a child just to know you know so what why is my body different all of those different things that you would you would think of they probably talked about in there i can remember trying to like peek my head in or see a little bit of something or you know and one time, I, 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 man, things come back to my memory as I'm talking about it. I remember they were getting ready to start the, because it was like a week-long thing and they were getting ready to start the video. And my teacher at the time remembered that I didn't have a consent form. So I had to actually stop the video. So embarrassing. Stop the video and then say, David, you're not able to be in here. So you need to go outside. It was so, think about those things that you think about still back then. So my understanding of sex has all come through my experience and although I'm very thankful for my upbringing and some of the warnings of what sex was you know I you know a lot of that came from the church um I, I I'm still very thankful for it because you know even though I have the some I had a lot of fears and different things about it there were some useful things and it caused me to do my research or just go and try to find out some things for myself on a computer or do whatever I could to know And I can remember speaking with one of my friends recently um, and basically he didn't he knew a a little bit. He was able to take sex ed and do all that. But in his family, it was basically the 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 mother told him, don't have sex and don't bring home no kids. That's it. That's all it was. That's all that that it, it required. And many people. I don't know about the sex education story if your parents let you take sex ed or took you out of the class, but many people in, I'm not just going to say the black community, but it's many people just tell their kids that and that's it. That's all that you just don't bring home no kids and don't have sex. That's it. That's all you're going to get. And those things actually make teenagers curious. You know, I feel like, A teenager is going to find loopholes of how you can come close to having sex without having intercourse. We're going to find ways around it in order to participate or be a part of it. To this day, I think there are certain things that I think aren't sex, which really are sex. And some of my friends had to wake me up to the fact I remember you just talking about oral sex and I was like well oral sex don't really count as sex I mean it's in it's in the name oral sex so oral sex is sex it's no there's no difference you know just because you're using a different body part to perform a function that is it is still sex and so when I think about how my mind thinks and raps, its head around it you know i just kind of put it in the box of if you can't get anything from it or if it can't cause you danger then it's not sex if you can't get pregnant by it if you can't that's that's how my mind was calculating what sex was so it just tells you about kind of how the mind you know thinks sometimes and one other thing that makes my experience different than a lot of others i was exposed to actual sex at an early age um i want to leave the core of that story for a later chapter but just know that i was exposed to things sexual sexual acts at the early age of seven at the early age of seven i was exposed to you know sexual acts or different things like that um by someone who was more mature or older than me um whether i still blame myself for all of those events i'm still kind of sorting that part out um i i really don't know i really i really still can't tell you if i i I don't think i blame myself but i still feel like i could have done something you know what i'm saying and I think you get the kind of gist of where that story is going, but that's a whole nother that's a whole nother chapter that you just really gotta break down. I just wanted to kind of keep it on that topic of, you know, talking about sex in general. The craziest part is many times what adults think they're shielding their children from eventually is going to be exposed to them. And when they do, you know, when what the, what they do with that is up to, you know, the parents' guidance, basically. So even if it's exposed, you know, what are the parents going to do after they've been exposed to that? If, if the person even talks about it or even says that they were exposed. A lot of times it's been so hush hush that if you run into a sexual situation, you don't even want to go back and talk to your parents about it because you're too scared of what the consequences were going was going to be what it was going to be. That's kind of how a lot of our generation or maybe generations before grew up so when the guidance of the parents is sort of surfacy or taboo and doesn't really get to the core of what sex is and what it means and the value of it it doesn't give the child some of the tools they need to cope with the seriousness of the connections and with the romantic and the physical side of of love it it doesn't give them a chance to do that so recently one of my best friends in high school He did a podcast. I'm not biased. I'm going to say the name of the podcast. It was called The Three-Sided Story. Um, It's called Three-Sided Story. And he goes into some of his experiences um, on learning to talk about sex and what what sex was to him and his in his experience. Um, And. I really do hope to get him on here as the guest. I've already asked him; he said he would. I want to know if he's going to do the follow-up episode to this chapter because I think it would be a really good time. Um, you know, he's a whole mood, so I really would love to get him on here to talk about maybe a little bit about that episode and then just the aspects of how we learned because we he has an experience, and I still remember our experience of being two church boys um, discussing experiences uh, with like just sex general things something that was really frowned upon like sex was not it's not invited into into the church okay that's not you know that's for married people that's it you know and and they just made it seem like it was a it was dangerous unless you were married and i and i know that is that is a biblical base that is biblically that is the truth whatever you know biblically as as teenagers you're you're not supposed to be having sex until you are married or there's a commitment or something like that like there is supposed to be that um but at the time i feel like unless you have stuff under lock and key us as teenagers are going to try to find another way to do it without being caught like i was saying earlier um just to act a little bit more grown or more adult we spend all of our adolescent lives Doing the best we can to grow up so fast and sometimes The awakening does come early and someone gets pregnant and they have to raise the child or become the person everyone Knows sleeps around and you are basically then cast into You're the one that everyone goes to for a good time to try sex out. I mean call that what you want and those have lasting effects on you as you do reach adulthood my my experience with sex was a lot different uh, than a lot of other people's as I was saying earlier even later on after all of that stuff happened at 7 when I got to high school I took a much different approach to what sex was and I do I will definitely trust me once I'm able or ready to talk about a lot more in-depth things on my different path that I chose in high school, um, I'll get to that but I, I want to just focus on the what the generation has become or how they've become so far removed from the old ways of thinking of sex it, it's 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 changed drastically. so I don't want to veer too far off onto a an entirely different topic. Just know that my path was way different than th- there might have been a few people that were that were on the same path as me in high school, but mine was different than what everybody else was doing. And that's that's always how I've been. Like anybody that knows me, I march to the beat of my own drum and I've always been like that. And nobody's gonna stop me from doing that. You know, it might have been delayed or something might have happened, but I'm always going to march to the beat of of my own drama, and that's that's just me. That's that's who I am. So, basically, the things that we were warned about with sex, some ended up doing. Some chose the marriage and kids route. Some chose the kids route with no marriage, and some chose no kids but keep somebody around to satisfy my needs when I need it. And that's, I mean, I believe that's how a lot of our, uh, some of our generation and the new generation they function quite like that now it's like half of the generation now doesn't even want to have kids they don't even want children they just want to better themselves and get you know some type of satisfaction when they can so as I'm watching this new generation grow up many don't even value sex and they just look at it like I said as a moment of satisfaction and that is it but little do they know and this just comes from experience and even things that our parents taught us because i will always stand by you can still learn things from older generations even though they might not have done everything all the way correctly or some of the things that they did were passed down from their ancestor and all of those things there are still things that you can learn and they're not they weren't lying with every single thing they told you everything that they taught you was not a lie it's just some things were overly done and that's all that they knew how to do so i i still feel like even though you know you do have that that uh you think you don't have an attachment when it comes to sex you do you don't have it all under control uh, what comes along with sex and what does not that that Many people try to play it off like, oh, this doesn't really affect me and I can I can just do sex and I I don't have any type of feeling and some may be numb to it. Uh, I just have put myself in a place where I've never wanted to be like that. I think sex is a very powerful thing. It'll make you do some wild things, but it's all in how you manage it. I've said previously I'm not the spokesperson For treating your body like a temple When it comes to sex because I've not always Done that I've not always treated myself With the utmost you know I look at, at sex as a valuable thing But the older I get the more I know The importance of treasuring What a beautiful gift Sex really is in general Our world is Very sex driven Everything everywhere we look everywhere we see It is there is sex all Around But I I am trying to get to the place where it does not drive my decision making and my mindset, because I feel like that's when it becomes unhealthy. And I believe a lot of many people have learned unhealthy habits when it comes to sex. And that's just from either what we've learned, what we've seen, what we've been exposed to, just how we move. We've learned things that are unhealthy or we've been taught that they're unhealthy, but they really aren't. You know, so there's there's all of these different ways that we that we can look at. And I was recently looking at an Internet podcast where they were basically talking about this and just how we grow and how we move with sex and why it's so different and how everyone has their own thing that they either enjoy or like about sex. And if something doesn't feel right, don't do don't do it. You know what I'm saying? If you have to there has to be there is a good feeling that should come from sex. It should not be anything that hurts. Well, some, hold on let me let me not go too far off on that ledge because i you know I, from experience and learning some things i know that some people are into sex hurting and i mean hey if that's you do you but to me sex is not supposed to hurt it's supposed to be a good feeling that's my that's my preference okay that that's just me and I believe sex is, is definitely a God-created, out-of-body experience. And I've always said I never want to be numb to its power. And so I've tried my best to limit who and what I allow in that space, that, that sexual space or that closeness space or that intimate space. And of course, my ultimate goal is once to come out of my season of singleness You know, I've, I've run here and there sometimes because of feeling like I needed to have someone to comfort or to be there or to, to give me that, that love or that passion or that, or sex, you know, I've, I've, I've looked for that sometimes, but in, in this moment of singleness is of where I am right now. And while I'm recording this, it, I, I'm learning that the. I'm going to find the correct person that matches that energy, both mentally, spiritually, physically, and can definitely understand me sharing my gift of love with them. And them basically just understanding even everything that I've talked about today, where I come from when it comes to sex because of the history and how I've learned it and that's why I connect more with people who actually get it that know where I've come from that can relate with some of the same types of things that is where I find my strongest connection because they actually understand and get where I come from and it makes for an even more intimate connection when it comes to to sex in general so I'm trying to break out from that inherited i call it inherited because we've inherited it, and it's been taught to us that inherited awkward fear of everything sex entails and now i'm learning to see sex in the glorious form that it was created and that is my truth on sex That completes Chapter 10 of Let's Talk About Sex, and I am glad you got a chance to hear and listen like i said there were certain parts in there which i didn't want to delve too far into a whole another story but i do hope to in the future be able to tell more of that because like four years ago i did my i always talk about that project differently created black boy man where i was able to actually talk about sexuality now i take it a little step further with talking about sex and how i look at it and then i'll be able to go into more of you know some of the things that i went through through that process that happened directly within the church. So I really do hope you you like that chapter. What I am excited the most about though is I am getting ready to venture into a new part of Coleman On Purpose. Um, The first 10 chapters have kind of been about my journey, my process, which it'll still talk about portions of my journey, but you're going to be getting everything more in real time. Uh, As you notice, a lot of my truths are pre-recorded. So this my truth was actually recorded in may of um, 2022 it's now september so as you can see it's a a little gap in between there where i recorded that up till now and as i say we are ever changing ever evolving people so sometimes i might say something four years ago that might be totally different than what i thought back years ago and it can change month to month it could be a totally different feeling that i had from may up until now so i look forward to having um, these basically me recording my podcast in real time so the background music and all of that stuff I don't know if I am still want to include it or if I'm going to be able to but I do want to continue um, pushing forward with Coleman on purpose and I can't wait to do more of these episodes there's a lot of cool topics coming up I can't wait to bring on some more guests I've been in talks with some people recently about coming on so I'm going to make sure I get those done so that I can have some interaction on here also with people that might have a little bit of different thinking than me and might have a different perspective and may be able to reach a little bit further because everything I do on this podcast is for purpose and on purpose so some things I might say may not reach um, the everyday person, it might need another voice in there to kind of echo in, or maybe to connect with what I'm going to be talking about on these future episodes. So, get ready for more of Coming On Purpose. I'm so happy that I reached this tenth podcast. It really, it really feels good to to have something that I did on my own that is very consistent. Although, like my differently created uh, Black Boy Man was only like. 13 or 12 or 13 um episodes i now have something that i can strive to go further than that and have more to talk about because i have so much to say and i, I really want to make sure that there is a reasoning behind everything that i talk about or cover on this podcast so i hope you continue tuning in with me make sure you go and follow me on instagram at deluxe dave d-e-l-u-x-e-d-a-v-e i'm also on tiktok at David J coleman so it's David J with a dot And then Coleman or period, David J. Coleman. And you can follow me on TikTok also. I will see you next time on Coleman On Purpose. Remember, you are unique, you are loved, and you are created for greatness. I'll see you back here for Chapter 11.